Hello and welcome back to Subtleties for Stupid People. This is episode, what the fuck is it, 13, I believe. And my name is Kaio Yamamoto and I am joined here today by the new guy, a.k.a. Christian. And your... Leverson. Leverson. Yeah, with a weird <laughs> last name. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Is it late? It's pretty late. It's pretty fucking late. This is it's five minutes past nine. Yeah. Local I'm, time. Yeah, and I'm really, like, tired. <laughs> me too. Me too. But today, we're talking about... We're, this is a continuation of our fantasy small trip arc, whatever, in season one here. And today, we are going in depth about the Lord of the Rings and including the Hobbits. Of course, we are talking about mostly only the films, but we will branch out a bit maybe to the books, maybe to what has inspired or what the Lord of the Rings have inspired in whatever films and maybe even inspired us in some capacity. Who knows? But, Christian... I, th- I think you're looking forward to this. I really am. <laughs> because, of course, we have today's drink. And today's drink, because sadly Oliver is not here. He's still at some his mother's birthday. What? Uh, still, yeah. So uh, congratulations to her again. Yeah, once again. <laughs> once again, once again, once again. But I'm presenting in his stead. And I will, of course, do the ASMR segment. Today, we are drinking Brewdog Punk IPA from Cannes. Oh shit! Oh damn! <laughs> that was quite sexy. That was pretty pretty good, wasn't it? I it think was it really was. good. I don't know. I should also pour in the, in in his name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's almost like too sexy. Yeah, it's like real, really or, or something like like that. Would Oliver would say <laughs> that it was or what? Don't you think? I think I think so. Like it's he it's, takes it way too seriously. Yeah, but I, I understand why, because it's it, it just tickles my ears to, to hear the <laughs> to, to to hear the, the like the, like, the f- Yeah, like the Yeah it's so good. I once I I think we did one episode, I think it's up now, where he like on purpose like did the drinking noise. Or like the Yeah, but no 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 but like easy. We can hear it. <laughs> God damn. We can hear it. But yeah, Brewdog IPA from Cannes. Cheers, man. Well, this is an IPA. Yeah. No doubt about it. Still sweet. It's really sweet. Damn, it's it's sweet. Just as you know, the, the previous... Uh, it, it, it's like... From the pe- previous episode. Yeah. Like the taste is... It, it It's not weird, but it's like... It's, it reminds me very much of actually of, of the... <laughs> The Belgian pella we just had, doesn't yeah, it? just with just with a bit like the a bit more bitterness. Yeah, like the uh, the other one, the Grim, the Grimbergen, mm-hmm. was it? I think I felt like it had more aftertaste. This one is not so much aftertaste. It's, it's a very like, explosion and done. Yeah, mm. and then it like slowly, like, goes away, like the taste. But it's like it's not bad, not bad at all. It's pretty good, pretty good. But of course, we're talking about. Lord of the Rings. Probably many would say we will not. We probably will. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best trilogy, film trilogy that has ever been made, would at least some uh, say. But first of all, we have to address the elephant in the room that Christian has seen the Lord of the Rings, but he has not seen the extended cut and he has not seen the last two Hobbit films. Shame on you. 
shame on me. Damn. What does it feel like to know nothing? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've no, I, I've seen the theatrical cut for uh, from um, Lord of the Rings, mm. which is fine. I actually went to rewatch them because we were doing this episode, and I had a blast doing it because I grew up with the Lord of the Rings mm. uh, films, especially the last one, Return of the King. Mm. It's insanely it's well insane. put like, together. Like it, I it, it deserves the eleven Oscars it won. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't know. I just never really like the Hobbit. Just never really caught my attention for for some reason. I don't know. So I just never really got around to watching it. I mean, I've seen a bunch of clips and like that. That's that's about it. I will say now, Christian, that. I think you should watch The Hobbit if you want to watch Martin Freeman be good and Ian McKellen. Sorry, Ian McKellen, sorry, also be very good. Yeah. He's quite entertaining. And that's probably it. <laughs> that's all That's all it has. That's probably it. I, okay, let's say I think I really, really, really liked Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of Smaug. Wait, is he in it? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's, Wait, he's Smaug, the, that's he's, the, he's the a dragon. dragon, yeah. Okay, okay, now I, I watched I think that was the first film I went to see in the cinema many times on my own. Mm. Uh, the Desolation of Smaug. Um it was so good. I mostly just the one scene, there's one scene I won't spoil it too much but where Bilbo Martin Freeman is just alone in this mountain with the dragon and it's very like cat and mouse. Yeah, I've seen just the, he, he hides behind like Pillars and so it's yeah. so oh my god the tension and in the cinema I saw it in 3D as well there was <laughs> that one scene was so well implemented because you just felt smoke and you could feel the surround sound and oh my lord it was creepy okay but so it's it was not, very very well done so it works in 3D as well because like I remember when in, in like the early 2000 films uh, where they introduced the whole like 3D aspect mm -hmm. yeah. They went so insanely like over the top with with all the like effects, and it had to be so close to the camera. And I remember like it, it being so insane. Like when I went to watch, like mm. if I would watch a movie, like a film today that was previously shown in 3D, it would have all these moments where it would just you you could tell that it was supposed to. It was only put in because of the 3D yeah because thing. Of the, because of the gimmick. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. A very very few films and I, I would also say like also I think that that film or that scene only is that's the only scene that works in 3D the rest is just like a regular film okay but if you went yeah. to watch it in like not non-3D you wouldn't necessarily notice that you wouldn't miss out on that much I probably it would probably be the same mm, okay I, I think that's just one scene that I remember of. it's a long time since I think yeah 12 10 years it came out in 12 or 13 I think it's from 14 actually Maybe. This nice of I think so. Mm. I know there's one of the like films from 14. I'm there's sure. one film though. Well, the Disney Smog is also the one that got me back into guitar because I have taken a one two year break and then I learned I See Fire by a Churn, <laughs> which was the song that he wrote for the film. Yeah. Yeah. But just as a quick reminder for myself and Christian and also the audience, I will very quickly now just go through, you know, the plot of the Lord of the Rings and then the Hobbit. 
So we first of all have this ring, uh, which was forged by Sauron many, 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 many years ago, and uh, he then fucking lost because he's a dingus. It gets lost, and history gets lost, and uh, so on. And then the f this dude, S Gollum, finds it. Smeagol yeah, finds Smeagol. it. And then he becomes Gollum, and then he loses it because he's a dingus as well. And then Bilbo finds it. And then a 60 year passes, and then it finds the way to Frodo. And then Frodo finds out, like, what the fuck is this? And then he and then his BFF, the, the greatest wizard of all time, except for Dumbledore, says that this is very fucking bad, and then they have to destroy it. So they get to Rivendell and then talk about it and they decide with humans and elves and dwarves and yeah, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, the who's the, the Danish talking national treasure. Yeah, some <laughs> in, in some capacity. Uh, they decide they want to go destroy it, so they try to destroy it. And by the end of the first film, they split up sadly, which is quite sad. Then the second film, the Two Towers. Which, uh, in my opinion, might be the best one. Maybe. 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 Mm, we'll talk about that. It's just one long chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's about it. They <laughs> just they just move from point A to point B. There's a lot of drama between, but... Uh, you know, Frodo and uh, and his best friend of fucking all time, Sam. Sam Wise. They, uh, they team up with uh, with Gollum and uh, they, they go to the Black Gate. They Or just before. Yeah. The, uh, just before the Black Gate or something like that. They uh, they go there and they have a lot of drama. They get caught in the crossfire between the orcs and hu humans and so on and so on. And uh, the, the, what they call the Free Amigos, Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli, they... Run a lot. <laughs> they run a whole lot. <laughs> they run a lot. <laughs> and uh, Viggo Morton breaks his toe. And, uh, and screams a lot. And screams a lot, and which is a very realistic scream, but he breaks Extremely, his toe. Extremely, yeah, convincing. But, uh, it's so amazing. He broke his toe, so it's it's fair, I think. And uh, Gandalf has a wizard battle and wins. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and then there's probably, I would say, probably still the greatest battle put to film of all time, Helm's Deep. Which we will talk about later, and yeah, let's say then they win that battle. Then we get to uh, Return of the King, the third and the most Oscar-winning film. They, the gang, the Frodo, Samwise, and Gollum, they get to uh, over into Mordor, where they have to they have decided, of course, to destroy the ring, and they succeed. Yeah, <laughs> with a lot of you know, of course, there's the spiders. There's a spider woman, and there's some orcs, and uh, yeah, like the spider. Oh, the spider scene is so terrifying. So like even to this day, it's creepy. Like, it is. Yeah. It's almost I, like, like twenty like, years old. Like when the spider like stings Frodo, I was like, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a moment like the film is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Like Sam has to carry on now, but oh, then poor Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then the guys, uh, the Free Amigos, they uh, they band up again uh, with uh, with Gandalf, the greatest wizard of all time, except for Dumbledore, and uh, they go to Gondor and team up with the humans, and they fight the the orcs and they win with the help from uh, some other humans called and the Rohans and the Ghost Army. And the ghost we, army. we can't forget oh, okay, about yeah, the ghost that's army. true. There's a ghost army as well. So Gondor and Rohan and Ghost Army. So three armies against one. So it's like four armies. Yeah, but not quite like the Battle of the Firefly armies, which we will get to. And uh, then uh, they they win and they help uh, distract Sauron and Mordor. So he draws out all the orcs in front of the Black Gate, and then 
Frodo and Sam can go in and have a small dance with Gollum, and then Gollum dies in the fire. And Frodo ring. loses his finger. And he we loses his finger. Very much like Assassin's Creed, like... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it ends, and then the film has like seven different endings, but only decides to end after the eighth or something like that. And Frodo gets into heaven, but like uh, elves' heaven or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah and, like Sam why, and Sam gets back and has children. Yeah, he has like two two kids in the yeah, end with and like a wife. With, yeah, with the hottest girl in town. With <laughs> yeah, the, with even the, though she's. With the least hairiest feet or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's so like probably. some weird, weird shit. Probably. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's a very, probably the very short summary of probably the greatest film trilogy of all time. Then we have the prequel of that called The Hobbit. Now we'll go a bit into more detail here because Christian have only seen the first one, An Unexpected Journey. So we have, of course, Bilbo way, way back when he was a young dude who looked like Martin Freeman. Or Doctor Watson, or whatever, and he's just uh, smoking as he doing, or as he as one does on his porch, until you know a big, uh, big hairy wizard, Magneto, he comes over and then says, "Hello there, would you like to come on an adventure?" And he's like, "Fuck no!" And then he breaks in later that evening with a lot of dwarves, and then he's like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do it anyway." So Bilbo gets onto this adventure with these thirteen dwarves and Gandalf which is uh, Gandalf the Grey, and then there's one leader of the dwarf comes, he's called Thorin. He's a descendant of the great, great uh, dwarf kingdom of Erebor, which has sadly been taken over by this great, great dragon called Smaug, or Sherlock Holmes, if you know what I mean. They go on this adventure and they have they go to Rivendell and they get a lot of vegetables which they don't like and they get chased by this orc which I do not remember the name of. Do you remember? I don't think I remember. What the fuck is it called? I gotta do some research. Do that. <laughs> I do recall there is a scene. I think it's from The Hobbit. Yeah, but what, what, well. what's the name of, of the antagonist orc? That I do not remember. Like, at all. <laughs> Whatever. He's th- they are attacked by this orc and they get saved by the eagles because the eagles save everything. Yeah, I forgot to mention them in Lord of the Rings, but whatever. Um, then in the second film, which you do not know, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, they are still on the, what could you say, on the run. They are trying to get to Erebor to, to reclaim it. Um, and they run into some elves, and they actually run into Legolas, and uh, a character from Lord of the Rings, but of course a younger version of him, and they have some run-ins, and one of the drops... Dwarves gets a crush on another elf, which is a bit weird. It doesn't really work, <laughs> but I guess it's cute. In a weird way. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I didn't care for it at all. Okay. <laughs> really, I didn't. Um, but there are, and then there is a very, very good, but actually in also very, very, very bad action scene involving uh, some uh, barrels. Yeah, it's very bad, but it's very good. <laughs> okay, it's entertaining. <laughs> I think that scene might be a guilty pleasure of mine because it's very bad, but very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going on. And then they end up at this, uh, and then they uh, get to see Erebor. They're quite close, but they have to cross this lake or walk uh, along a lake, and they get to this city called Lake Town. 
whether it's a bit of a politic and Stephen Fry's there and uh, and then we have what's it co- the name called or oh, the one who played the villain Gaston in the uh, in Beauty and the Beast remake live action. What's oh. his name? He's very good. James Marston? No, no, no. What's his name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It's oh. That's oh my god! Why is I feel like I have it like right on my uh, right on the like my tongue. Hugo Vivi? L- no. Lu- Luke, right? So Luke. Yeah, Luke something. Luke uh, Evans, right? Luke Evans. Evans. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Luke Evans. Uh, Luke Evans is there, and he's he's doing pretty well. Uh, I'm I'm talking of acting. Mm. Uh, he's pretty good, and uh, he has a family. He wants to take care of. That's a politics. And blah, 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 blah. They don't like that the dwarves are here because they might wake up the dragon, and the dragon might come and fry the whole town. And they, spoiler, they end up being right. Uh, oh. The dwarves and uh, and Bilbo they decide to uh, go to the mountain anyway, and they get to the key, and then they have to find this Arken stone because this Arken stone is like a symbol of. If you have this, then you are the true king of Erebor or whatever. And of course, you know, the dragon knows of this, but doesn't kind really care more. Yeah. But of course, you know, the the dragon is very fond and is just getting fucking high on just doing the Doc McScrooge swimming all over in the gold. And Bilbo is sent in because it's his job, because he's a burglar to get this Arkenstone. And he's sent in and he has this great, great scene, which I've talked about. Uh, just before um, where the 3D is very very good yeah with the pillars yeah and yeah it's very very yeah. well done <laughs> I think uh, he and and yeah have you seen the behind the scenes of Benedict Cumberbatch lying on the floor pretending to be a dragon no that's, it sounds amazing worth it <laughs> yeah. absolutely worth it and again I, I, you can talk down on Benedict but he did a good job I think he did very well um, but yeah they, they do that and then uh they have a fight with uh, with Smaug, the, the dwarves, when he gets he gets his cover blown, and uh, and there's a bit of drama between uh, what, uh, what Bilbo and Thorin, the the main dwarf, uh, king prince, whatever. And uh, they piss off uh, Smaug, and uh, he flies off into the distance to burn the humans in Lake Town. Then we have the third film, the Battle of the Five. Oh, wait, wait, so it actually it ends with. Yeah, the it dragon, end, like the flying ends. in, and you don't see him kill anyone. You, he's just. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah, which I quite liked actually. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And uh, then we got to the to the third film, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies, which opens before even the titles, r- the, the the title of the film runs over. It opens with uh, Smaug flying to Lake Town and burning the fuck out of it. And then you can see, like, what the fuck a yeah, dragon is. Uh, oh, you gotta be careful around those bitches. Uh, but then he does end up getting, uh, remarkably having a magic, sh- um, yeah, magically shut down by Luke Evans. Uh, because he has this one arrow, which only can penetrate dragon hide. And there's this one scale on the dragon's chest that's uh, gone. And, uh, yeah, it's very lucky. And, uh, oh, and, and actually manages to hit it. Yeah, and kill it. Okay. Oh, yeah. It dies, and uh, then uh, everyone knows, even uh, 
because of the ravens that they flew off from Erebor and now everyone knows that the dragon is dead and because there's a lot of gold and everyone knows gold, oh my god. <laughs> so now the humans know, the elves know, the orcs know and other humans and other dwarves and it's a whole clusterfuck. Uh, the, f- the 13 dwarves and Bilbo and not Gandalf, I believe, they uh, end up settling down in, the, in Erebor and making a bit of a fort. And there's a drama between uh, the humans, which want to have their share of the which they were promised in the in the second film by the dwarves if they would allow them to go in, which they didn't, but they went in anyway. So the humans rightfully so want their claim or their part of the treasure, which Thorin becoming more and more sick with dragon sickness, which I think was quite interesting, but not executed so well. Um, Dragging sicknesses, you know, this, this need to just have more and do not give anything, you know. Uh. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. It is a very good name, dragging sickness. It just wants its treasure for itself and, yeah, and okay. for its own people. Um, and then he gets more and more sick with that. And uh, then the orcs come back and uh, the elves come and then the eagles arrive and it's a whole yeah battle of the five armies. And there are some action scenes which are moments... Which are okay, but it's very, very bad. It's not good. Okay. It's it's really, really sad because that same guy made Helm's Deep the best battle of all time, probably, in film. Not not movie history, but film history. And he also did this, which is really bad. I'm so saddened by it. Yeah, that sounds really... They are are very good action hooks Mm. moments. It's like w- one segments which are okay and some of them one of them is very good but uh, overall it ends up sadly he, um, Thorin gets rid of his sickness he uh, he overcomes it by himself because it's a mental sickness of course and uh, he comes out and supports his fellow dwarves fighting off the dwarves who want to take and kill all of them and take the treasure for, t- for themselves so they rally and fight behind him, and uh, he ends up fighting this main antagonist dwarf, which I do not remember the name of. I think I just think that tells even more how much uh, forgettable he was. Yeah, how, how forgettable this yeah. <laughs> this villain was. <laughs> um, but then he sacrifices himself to kill him in the end. So he dies, and then Bilbo has a moment with him, and it's very sad. And it's 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 kind of nice, cute when Bilbo he sits down and just like, what the fuck just happened, and breathing they won the battle but they lost this friend his very dear friend and then also in a very very cute moment Gandalf comes over to, to him uh, and sits down and then just starts you know cleaning his pipe to light his pipe it's very weird but it, I think it's cute it's very yeah, okay. it's very peaceful kind of and like in the they they did this together as friends mm. which is cute um he gets his small, very small share of the treasure and he says goodbye to his friends and he's done his duty as a contract to all of these dwarves and he gets home. And then he gets home and writes this book called There and Back Again. That's the book from the first Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I think I think originally The Hobbit, uh, the, the whole, it's called The Hobbit There and Back Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one of the films was also supposed to be called that. But yeah, that's it. 
It was very, very quick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty quick. Pretty you just quick. summed up what, like six movies? Sorry, six films. In like 10 minutes? Yeah, approximately what, 18 hours of footage? Probably, probably <laughs> even more if you watch the extended cut. Extended cut, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, th- that's it. Um, just so everyone is on the same page. But now, I can probably already already say that we will not be choosing any of the Hobbit film as the best or what we think is the best. But Christian, what do you think is the best film and why? Well, to be honest, in my opinion, I think the uh, Return of the King and the Two Towers have a shared first place. Really? Yeah, because I do feel like both films have their moments where it's like you know memorable. Like I said, the fir- uh, the third film, uh, Return, of the, Return of the King. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It will forever be a film that has like that stuck with me and will stick with me for life. Mm. Because they, like I, like I said, I grew up with this film. Watching it out of context back when I was like 11 and didn't know English, I didn't understand anything. <laughs> but I just thought it was cool because oh, there's this little like goblin creature and yeah. and small people and a huge battle and it was just like awesome. Even though I didn't know any of the context, any of the plot, I just thought it was nice. So even as an 11 year old, completely unknowing little dipshit, <laughs> yeah, I I still enjoyed the film. But just also a testament to how good the film on its own still is yeah especially for if, if you compare it to if you compare the special effects and the practical effects to modern films yeah like still like it's damn. it it holds, it holds up. up it holds up it very well still, i was it's, like it's so well done the makeup and yeah, costume the, also and the opening of the the second film with a you shall not pass scene yeah it's just such a big cg mess but it's it's but, actually but what they did good. well, I believe, you know, with the what's it called the oh what the fuck it's called that monster that fire monster, I don't remember what uh, I'm saying. Grog, but that's not that's not true. Balrog, yes, the Balrog. The one thing they did well to hide because of course they are still limited, but they hide him in darkness and smoke. Yeah, because smoke is a very easy simulation to do, and fire is also pretty good. Like it, computers can do fires pretty well, if with the but right they hide it in, in smoke and all. So it's yeah, they they did that very well, looks, which still and also just adds to the mystery and the scariness of the Balrog. Yeah, and like it, it just it holds up and it looks stunning. It's so like it's, it's almost beautiful. Yeah, like the like we talked about in the last episode, the world building is so important and the creatures within the world mm. are so important, and I feel like they just nailed it. A lot of it is CG and some of it is practical and you can tell what is CG and you can tell what is practical, but it's not at all like a problem. It's not, you, you wouldn't necessarily take, take let's take for an, like an example, the, uh, the very l- last big battle where, you know, with the ghost army. With like the That's the second. Yeah, the s- sorry, the second last. Yeah. yeah, in front of Gondor, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The battle for of Gondor. Yeah. yeah they managed to make these huge elephant creatures mm. and they were oh like some of it was cg and some of it was practical and you could kind of make uh make up what was ma- make some out, of know. it practical 
I think so. Like the saddles and like on the bodies of the sea, like the elephants themselves. Or like think, yeah, in separate shots. Yeah, when when you saw when you would see the I think the orcs, no, the people. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the mercenaries or what, yeah, the, yeah, whatever exactly. it was. Yeah, you can like really make out what is CG and what isn't, and how well it mixes together into mm. color. The color correction and like implementation of the CG is just good. Like the only time I've really noticed the CG was kind of off was when Gandalf was falling after with the with the the fire creature. The Balrog. Yeah, the Balrog. Yeah. Yeah. There is like some moments where he's like a bit out of place. The color correction is a bit off. But probably. But then again, if you think about it, it's over almost. Yeah, it's twenty years ago. I think it, the it most was the, the worst CG shots I remember. I are probably when Gollum dies in. When he falls into the lava. In the lava. But again, it still sells this emotion that is very dramatic. Yeah. We should probably... It's quite late. We've been recording for almost 30 minutes. If you have not seen Love the Rings, this is the biggest spoiler warning of all time. <laughs> Please. Yeah, we, we say that now. Yeah. <laughs> we say we that say, now 30 yeah. minutes in. <laughs> almost 30 minutes. We are so sorry. But um, yeah, I just told... like. Did a resume of all the films. Yeah, but one <laughs> one thing that I really really liked about the same scene, it's it's a bit bad. I, I kind of don't like the fact that Gollum was not very well made when he died, because the scene when Frodo is just about to drop the ring into the Doom Mountain, Mountain of Doom, Mountain of Doom. Yeah, the like the lava and the fire and everything. The colors are just so fucking, fucking straight up. I, I, yeah. I it's so fucking <laughs> stunning. It's. It's very. It's perfect it's so and it's well emotional. You can like. Do you remember like when um, and when the ring then finally goes through and it's destroyed? Yeah. And then the tower, Sauron's tower, it like explodes. Yeah, collapses and yeah. Oh my god! It's probably one of my favorite explosions it of looks all time. So good. It's so dope. It's actually insane. I love it. Like once again, a stunning. We we can like you you can. We're really just gushing tell. over. It. Yeah, exactly. Like just just like what what is the in the last episode we talked about like um we about we we both got chills talking about it. I don't remember what it is, what it was. Something good, probably. Yeah, something extremely good. Like just looking at like the the last like ten minutes of the final battle mm. uh, as they get into the mountain of doom. Mm. And he like the whole like ring dropping. Gollum dies. Gollum dying. Gollum dying is actually the only thing that wasn't stunning. It was in the I think like I, that like second. Yeah, I I think the lighting was a bit weird, but and I also think the physics of not his body, but the, his body being swallowed by the lava. It looked weird. Map. Yeah, it he, was a bit he, like he just fell, and then there was yeah, like no reaction sunk. to the lava. Yeah, quite weird. I I I haven't been swimming in lava. I don't know. It just looked weird. Yeah. But still, <laughs> I was I was there with him. Like he was he had this, and you can do. It's also a prop to Howard Shaw, the composer. Like this happiness choir. This these five, three, four seconds that Gollum has of absolute happiness. Like mm, he's there. Yeah, he has the ring. He it was it was it was nice. Like for him to like, oh, just have a moment of complete happiness. Yeah. And then sadly he dies, and you can also, I think his face also sells it. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Gollum, let's just talk about the technology and Andy Circus doing Smeagol, because. Yes. Hello. The behind what? the scenes look so good, and it's they just, are so good. And yeah. the 
just I think you know just the acting performances. You know, from the two towers, there's this one scene of him, you know, talking, Smeagol and Gollum talking, and yeah, then and just like do the, a shot the, reverse shot. Yeah, with the, no, with the water pool, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shot reverse shot. It's um, and I, I believe I'm pretty sure they always did this in one takes, but again. As a filmmaker, they just decided to cut from for, from every character yeah. to sell it even more. Uh, it's exactly the same, you know, with um, Osborn and the Green Goblin from Raimi One. Yes, it's exactly the same, completely the same. It's so good. It just works. I love it. Like props to you, Andy Circus. You did so well, and 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 you are so weird with all the Wiggly. fish. Yeah, the, like yeah, oh, oh my god! Like his his performance is just stellar. It's actually stellar. It's, it's so good. Probably one of the best please, things please, I've ever please. seen. Please, please, yeah, do well. And and also, I think what he did, what little he did in in the Hobbit, you you saw him in the Hobbit uh, on on He did very well. I think you know the riddle scene with him and Bilbo. That's very good. Mm. I think that was it was nice. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I liked it a, a lot. It was um, like it's so good. It's just like it's that's the, encapsulating the entire <laughs> series. It's just put into three words. It's so good. It's so good. It's like so good. <laughs> we we let's try to nitpick some of it, and it's still like okay. It's still okay at least. Uh, I want to very quickly circle back because I also heard a rumor, uh, an urban legend, if you may say so, about that explosion of Sauron's tower. I believe that they did the tower, or they did a lot of the film, you know, in miniatures, uh, and that includes the the tower of Sauron. They did that in miniatures, so they had the model, but they didn't have it in digital. So they were like, okay, we need to go on this whatever Christmas break, and uh, they were like, okay, well, we're going Christmas break, but we have to make this. A digital copy of it, so we can explode it because they couldn't explode it in real life. Yeah. So this one guy, I don't know his name, but this one guy stayed up through his his Christmas break and modeled it piece by piece. This one guy, and then they came back all of all of the crew and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" And then he had like this digital copy, so they could blow it up, like for every piece that would that would break. It's amazing. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, that's so co- that's so cool. This one guy made it. I don't know his name. It's a le- it's a legend. It's a myth. I don't know that this is fact, but like, whoa, that's that's insane. It's that's actually, so good. But, I mean, it paid off because the scene is so. It it just hits. Yeah, like I said, it's so good. Yeah, the one <laughs> explosion so is probably my favorite explosion. Yeah, it's so good. I sh- I have another explosion. I'll I'll show you later. It's from stealth. Mm. It's weird. It's just a good explosion. Okay, I, f- yeah. I have an explosion too from uh, I think the boys. I don't know if you've seen the boys. The, the on, Amazon uh, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On season uh, season three. I have not seen season three. Okay, it's weirdly enough, I season should, three I is pretty that. pretty neat. Hmm. Okay, so you. Okay, I'm so sorry. Gun to your head. What do you prefer? Two towers or Return of the King? I'm so sorry. I'd say Return of the King. Really? Mostly because of the, mm-hmm. the the fact that you know it sticks with me and it has stuck with me and it still will, just because of the whole like the opening scene with uh with Smeagol becoming Gollum. I think that's also it's so horrifying. Yeah, it's like, very when, when it's he's so like, scary. Before he becomes like CG, and he's like a he's like a 
like a little blob between like yeah, that Smeagol shot, and Gollum. I can never tell when it's practical and when it turns to CGI. The transition is so I smooth. cannot tell. Like I can see at the end it's CGI. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> I can't tell you when it becomes. It's oh it's it's so good. We are just <laughs> in awe here. <laughs> we yeah. don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. Well, I think in the end, gun to my head, I probably would agree with you. Um, two Towers and Return of the King, but I'm probably the Two Towers in the end. Mm. And mostly because I really like the drama and the, the acting with the Free Amigos, which yeah. that I call them, you know, that whole sequence of them just running, I just... It's just so perfect for yeah, and having having a uh, Gimli being a comical relief. It's, it's so, so good. He has like all so these one liners of yeah. him being small and fat. It's, it's amazing. So <laughs> it's so funny. And and also Helm's Deep. I just cannot get over how good that is. Yeah, definitely. I would say that the two towers has has the best like battle scenes and, mm-hmm. and drama. Not to take away from Return of the King. It's still very it still good battles. Like, yeah. Very, very good battles. But Helm's Deep is so amazing, so well done, so well shot and it's just, I think that it might be perfect. And then you can talk about Game of Thrones having 50, 55 night shoots with Night King. Doesn't hold a candle. I couldn't see half of it anyway. <laughs> and it didn't make sense, some of some of the choices even. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Helm's Deep, it's one for the books. Definitely. Yeah, really. I, I w- If I only make one or two films, I hope it's something as good as that because that's the goal. Yeah, that would be like... Damn. That's yeah. I I can retire when I've done that. Something or something as good. Oh yeah. my lord. <laughs> it is yeah. Absolutely amazing. Okay. So you're in the end you like Return of the King and I like the Two Towers. Mm. Who is your favorite character and what do you think is the best character? Can I start off with the worst character? You 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 can. I don't really. <laughs> I like I, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember his uh, his name to be exact, but it's uh, it's the um, the guy who get like set tries to set his son on fire. What? The guy who s- tries to set his son on fire? Like he sends his son oh, yeah, to battle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Denethor. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the guardian of Gondor. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. The guardian. Yeah, he he sends his. Like, I just hate him so much. He sends his son to battle, and then oh, you. Oh, he's you, 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 you see, He's so arrogant. Yeah, exactly. And then you see, uh, it's not. Yeah, Pippin, I think. Yeah, Pippin yeah, sings. Pippin. He sings while oh, he just scene. sits and eats. And then you see like them being sent to their death and they just they just ride and die. That it's, scene again, it's so oh It's so Lord. emotional. Like such a short it's scene. It's so symbolic and, and Yeah. It's just good filmmaking. Exactly. And then he gets like his son returns, he's like, No, he's dead. We have to burn him. Give him a proper funeral. Yeah, and then he's just about to burn and then he grabs his leg. Yeah. And then it's just like too late or something like that. Then he jumps off. Yeah, jumps off the like. The it, but though, speaking of good deaths, I think that's a pretty good death. It's pretty epic. That's pretty how. That's yeah, how. I that's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burning and screaming and yeah, just running, jumping off falling a ledge. like two hundred meters down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's how I want to go. Definitely. Okay, that's who. Okay, it's not a bad character, but you mm. don't like him. He's. He's very hateable. I think he's hate. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. He's yeah. he's like an, a secondary he's, villain. He's, he's like Joffrey in a way because Joffrey is very well written. Of Game of Thrones. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like Joffrey in Game of Thrones because he's very well written. 
but he's just a douchebag. He's just he's just very unlikable. Yeah, but he's not an he's not an antagonist. Yeah, exactly. As, jo- let's 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 just, say Cersei is an antagonist. Yeah, Joffrey is in a way too because he's you know yeah he he's, is he's a rapist in yeah yeah but that is I think he's not opposing our heroes as much. True. He's more as like you he, know, he has a little as, antagonist you know, plot of his own. With, yeah, uh, with as more you know, no, let's say Cersei. Cersei or you know Littlefinger, they are actively playing against some of our heroes. Let's say Tyrion. Yeah. But Joffrey's just going around being a dingus. Yeah. And Denethor's just also going around being a fucking dickhead and not listening to anyone. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, very sec- very good, very very good secondary. But who? Okay, back again. Who's your favorite? My favorite. Who do you like? Who do you? I wouldn't. I could not. Uh, well, of course, maybe identify as. But who do you? Who's just the best? I think Frodo is the best character. Not to sound basic, <laughs> he is the main character after all. But I just feel He's like a good character. Yeah, watching him like carry the burden of the ring and being more like gradually going more and more like insane and trusting Gollum even more because Gollum resonates with him because mm. of the ring. Like it, it has like, it's it's an indirect way of showing that. Uh, Frodo is slowly but surely becoming just like Gollum. Yeah. And then when we see yeah, it's him taking its toll. Exactly. Him, and yeah. then we we see him with like when he has to throw the ring into the lava, and he keeps the ring for himself. Yeah. That's just one shows, moment. Yeah. Exactly. He's like uh, he has it out and he's like ready to let go, but he's, he's just he's like there. yeah, and then he's like it's mine, and then he puts it on. It's I yeah. Think yeah. It's, you, so actually, for for like just a minute, Frodo lost. Exactly. He like actually he, he, he actually did not complete his journey. Yeah, it's just task. like just at the end goal. Like it, yeah, he had to do this actually, one yeah, thing, it's and then so he, sad when you think about it. Yeah, because he was also on, like on the like on the verge of letting go before. Like as they climb the mountain of doom, he he lets go, and Sam Samuel has Sam Samuel Samwise has to carry him. Yeah, and that's like very heroic as well. And I think if if not, <laughs> but Frodo, I can then, carry you. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's, it's so dorky, but it's it's sweet and it's nice. I love it still. Yeah, like, like, I a, want that kind of love. Exactly, <laughs> everybody, everybody wants that. Yeah. If, see, if if everybody got the the kind of love it's, that Samwise gives to Frodo, it's the peak, world would be peak a better place. bro level. Exactly, yeah. like the bromance, it's insane. So Frodo, Frodo, mm. mostly because like the development, like sh- He's watching just good, him very slowly good written and developed. Yeah, like watching him getting like constantly, but slowly but surely going more and more like insane, mm. and then eventually just letting go, and then. Like the thing is, if Gollum weren't wasn't there to stop him, then what the hell would have happened? Yeah, because I yeah I th- I actually did read one, um, f- uh, what was it fan fiction? Yeah. Of let's say if Gollum was there, but he wouldn't be there in the end, that Frodo would then put on the ring and then Sam had to fight. Ooh yeah. Because I think in some weird way that would have been even more sad. Yeah, exactly. Because of have these best friends, even you know, just like minutes before, mm. Sam was like carrying him. Yeah, and saying that he, I will carry you, whatever. Yeah, and and we I can do you. this, and we've yeah. come this far, and mm, exactly. And then right after, like ten minutes later, he will have to fight him and possibly even kill him and possibly like, have it be push such him a heartbreaking yeah. moment. Yeah, I think that's. I'm I'm very happy, and I still want to keep the ending that we have. That is canon, but I think that, ooh, that would have hit. That oh, would have wow. hit different. That would have hit so different, and, and so much and, harder. Yeah, and and then it would also have to be like you know, it would end that Sam would win. Yeah, that 
Well, you know, you could go two routes that Sam would win or lose. That Frodo will then get get the ring, and then in the end, Sam will get it because he is the Lord of the Ring. Yeah, or maybe he end. would. Maybe Frodo would kill Sam and be like, "What the hell did I just do?" And then mm. actually oh, know yeah, that yeah, the ring is corrupting that. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I think, but I I would prefer, let's say, what we're just playing here, <laughs> that that Sam would push Frodo into into the lava. Yeah. And and it would and it, let's try to be specific. It would be like almost the same that Sam would like catch him at the end, and Frodo was like hanging only by Sam, mm. and then Frodo would be like, yeah, we would exactly. Also in the film, just let go. Yeah, I was like with the e- ring on. Yeah, even though I was like so, like I I knew what was gonna happen because you know I've seen the I've seen the film before. But when Sam was like grab my hand and mm. like Frodo was just hanging there, and I was like, you can see him like. He might let go. Yeah, I was like, Frodo, you, you fucking moron. He's, don't, he's don't thinking of it. <laughs> yeah. He might he might give up. <laughs> and it's like, that's just, it's just heartbreaking to it's see that. So it's so sad. Like, it, it collapses. It all comes down to like that one, mm. like entire segment of the movie. As they enter the mountain of doom, to they leave. That's like so, Im- such an important part of the, the film. Yeah. Because like. It's very well acted and very well shot. Yeah. And very well put together just mm. in general. Like, oh. I have one gripe. Okay. Edit, but it's mostly fun. Um, I will send you a link afterwards. But if you go just on YouTube and or whatever, or watch the film, when, of course, you know, Sam collapses when he's carrying Frodo up. Yeah. And then faints or whatever. And then Frodo carries on himself and gets into, into the middle of Mount, Mount Doom. Then Sam... I'm pretty sure it's Sam. He then gets up after, and then gets to uh, to what the plateau, whatever, to then go into the f- into the that big gate. Yeah, to go into the mountain. If you watch carefully on Sam, you can see him that this is just a green screen element where they ju- where he just slides across the surface. <laughs> it looks so bad. Wait for yeah, real? Yeah, he just. I like, need to see that. Like, he just after. like uh, he just slides across the surface. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's it's very bad. But it's I didn't see it until someone pointed it out to me. So it's yeah. Thank you for fine. Ru- thank you so much for ruining <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But it's very it's so funny, and he just slides. Then they just make him smaller and smaller. <laughs> this green screen or blue screen element, whatever it oh. was. Yeah, it was. I oh, I'm so sorry, Christian. That's, I'm so sorry. It's all good. Don't worry. No, okay. no hard feelings. <laughs> My favorite character. I. There's so many. There are really so many. I, I think Legolas is the coolest. Definitely. I think he's the most badass character. Yeah. But that's again like, bow and like, arrow elf. It's it's so damn. He's good. so cool. And also with the daggers and. Mm, yes. It's it's yeah. And that one sequence where he just takes down one elephant. I was just about to say, like he he he, he takes down an elephant on like by himself. What a badass! And then he cuts like the saddle, and then he hangs on. Yeah, to it hangs on to like, pull him up. Yeah, it's so good, it's so great. Oh my <laughs> lord! Yeah, I think I think he's the coolest, most badass. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many to choose from. Like all the characters are so well put together. I think I might. I also think that Gandalf is quite badass. He's very cool. I th- I keep my mind keep coming back to Aragorn. Um yeah, Strider Aragorn whatever. Yeah. I think I think just his arc is so good and very interesting and he's so humble. 
Yeah. I think my favorite moment of him and I think the all always I I'm all I almost tear up every time it happens. Even if I'm just watching it on YouTube, just there's one scene, but when he's crowned king and is married to what this whatever elf girl. Yeah, the elf lady. Yeah. And everyone is that Gondor. Then he comes to these hobbits. And then they bow, and, and then he it's says, like, like no hobbits. one bows to you. Yeah, exactly. And then he bows, and everyone bows, and this one one push-in shot of Frodo that's just looking like, I. He's, he affected all he's, of this. He ma- He's, oh. He's thrilled, yeah. Ah, I'm getting it's, chills now. Yeah, I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, getting chills. <laughs> that is my favorite Aragorn moment, that's him accepting and knowing that without these guys, without Frodo. None of that, like, like they, they wouldn't be here. Frodo is half the team. He's half the effort. He's half the man. If no one could team. carry that ring, it, it wouldn't matter if they fought. Yeah. Uh, the Battle of Gondor, Helm's Deep, whatever. It wouldn't matter anyway. Everyone would have died for like nothing. Yeah. And they would have struggled for nothing. I think that's, I think probably Aragorn. Yeah. He might be my favorite. I get that. But I do agree, probably the most hateable character is probably Denethor. He's so stupid. Yes. I just, I love to hate him. He's so unlikable <laughs> but it's of course you know by design it's oh yeah what a stupid man yeah it would just be so much easier if he would just listen and do as pippin and gandalf and whoever watches my, my lord they, they kept like telling him and he was like no <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> it actually sucks he sucks ass <laughs> okay let's talk about a bit more of you know fantasy and I want to talk, but we talked a lot about fantasy and also the Lord of Rings in the previous episode. But mm. I want to talk about one thing that fantasy, almost every fantasy has to do, is world building. Because if you have a film, of course, let's say just a regular crime, we already know how more or less a detective or a police officer acts and how the system works in our, you know, regular society that we know and live in. Yeah, but in a fantasy world, we don't know the politics, we don't know the society. Yeah, the rules, so the laws. There has to be some world building. Yeah, I think it. The Lord of the Ring is not the best, but I do think that the Lord of the Ring is the gold standard of world building. Yeah, um, you could argue that you know the first one, of course, opens with a big exposition dump, <laughs> which might be a little bit too much, but. It's very well done, so I'm entertained. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I was surprised when I I, I don't I didn't even remember there being such a big like exposition dump. But it and is. Then when I, yeah, then when I turned on the, the like the the film, mm. it was like the first five minutes is like a tale, and then yeah. then this happened and the war and the ring was created and boom boom. Yeah, it's just Kate Blanchett talking. <laughs> yeah, but it's still very good because it's very interesting. Yeah, and it works and it like, has a lot of world building. And it sets the setting very well. Exactly. And we know that, of course, again, you, and another show that we also established in the previous episode is very medieval based. We have, you know, the knights and we have the armor and the swords, spears, bows, spears, bows, and all that. And called, we have the magic, <laughs> yeah. which is very, very heavy fantasy, uh, especially also with the dragon um, in The Hobbit. But also, of course, we have the orcs and the trolls and the elves. Uh, and the, uh, the dragon rider, the unkillable. The Nazgul. Nazgul, yeah, exactly. Nazgul, which yeah. I believe is an original uh, uh, creature that Tolkien created. Okay. I believe I'm not sure. His death, like the the when they killed that one on the like yeah the, the king. 
Yeah, the, that was so insane. Yeah, that was really. It made me so happy that he gets like stabbed in the head, and like the 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 effects just work. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's so good. I am no man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, but again, world building. What do you think of the world building? Because if there's one thing that I don't think they did so well is probably the geography. Mm. Mm. One thing that I found, like I thought, was I was like, you know, west is good, east is bad. That's it. Yeah, I thought that, like, more like the the distance. Like when when I when I think geography in Lord of the Rings, I think the distance is weird. Like, yeah, because we never know how long. Yeah, especially especially because between the Battle of Gondor mm-hmm. and the at, right after that. They decide, you know, we have to create a diversion so Frodo and Sam can bring, get the ring to the Mountain of Doom. And then, like, two minutes later in the in the film, they're they're at the gates to Mordor. Yeah. Like, they, they spit, like, I just find it hard to believe that Sam and Frodo and Gollum, even though they, like, with a detour, it took them three films <laughs> to, to, and, and like... A, like so long to walk, <laughs> like it's just them walking and running, and then oh, the, like a little horseback right here and there, and then that's that's it. They, they, it takes them three <laughs> fucking like nine hours of playtime in the film to to reach mortar, and they do and mm. then they, they do it on horseback, like uh, you like have the arm. Yeah, you like, have a point. Yeah, exactly. That I, I that that was the first thing <laughs> I, I noticed. I'm like, this. yeah, they, I just like, we so have true. to create a diversion, and then boom, they're there. <laughs> so weird <laughs> i felt it was so out of place i think i think the only one thing that we know for a fact um uh are the geography and not the precise but we we can very easily imagine i think is from rohan to helm's deep they, they said there was like two days ride yeah and then we know it's two days ride whatever and then from Gondor till the first outpost, the city in front of Gondor, which mm. there's a battle in all of the time, and then it's lost at the end. Yeah, that's. I think those are the only two which we definitely mm. can count on. Yeah, like the de- like, like the like, distance. Like we know where the fuck exactly it is. Well, I don't know where the fuck Rohan is. In in in, in terms of there, Gondor, there is, a, there is a scene though in the two towers where they bring out a map and like they point out they will attack here. Yeah. But I, I'm like, does from Gondor? I, in my head, Rohan is like north of Gondor. Yeah. Like it, let's yeah, say because it's not it's not Ro- far. Let's say the Shire is here, and we have Gondor here, and Mordor, the Black Gates, right here in Mordor is further to the east, and then we have Rohan to the north. But I'm not sure. The thing is, we need we need to keep in mind that between Rohan and Gondor, there is a like a there is flame distance, you know. They have like the whole scene with with uh, Pippin uh, lighting the fire that lights, and then they spot yeah, it. Yeah, light where the, the fuck fire. is Isengard is in in all this? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, th- oh, wait, that's not. Oh, is is that Isengard there? I don't know where it's, it is. I, oh. I have no idea. But yeah, you know, there's this like this entire montage where they like light the fires and signal they need help. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Aragorn is like, "They need help in Gondor. We need to pack up and leave in two days." And then they leave in two days. Yeah, and then they, they they arrive at Gondor at the battle. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, like there, there's. But again, in the end, we're nitpicking here. True. I I don't have a problem with it. Like I'm if, just, if yeah, you, it's a bit. Yeah, if, like if if you, I, I do believe that Lord of the Rings is possibly the best films you could ever watch as a casual fantasy lover. 
Like if you love if you love the like this genre, you will definitely love Lord of the Rings. You, if you, you watch yeah, it you without will. nitpicking, without like watching it and going d- taking a deep dive into the plot and the plot holes and mm. like just the general holes like like you said the Sam green screen thing. Yeah. If you don't notice that, if you, you wouldn't notice that as a casual viewer. Yeah. I think I think the let's say the most hardcore, you know, fantasy element is probably the the death, the dead army with Aragorn. Yes. That's probably the most. But it's also epic. It's so But it's still insane. very epic. Of course, you know, you have the if if you buy into the harvest, you buy into the elves and orcs and and, and there's probably maybe a stretch for some people, but if you buy into I don't think it's too difficult, then you can accept it. But the dead army a bit too much. I thought it was dope as fuck yes but but i can understand that someone might say this is a bit too much for me yeah i'm glad i'm glad that aragon let them go after yeah. after the battle yeah like, yeah he kept his word yeah you kept need to keep your word let us go and it's like you're free because mm. if the the dead army would be there in the last like battle it would be so too fu- easy too easy it would be too so no drama there yeah exactly it's <laughs> like uh go and then the like army the de- army of the dead consumes exactly everyone um I also like speaking of a bit. Let's say, let's say this f- being a bit more hardcore fantasy. I really like that Sauron, in most of the film, is more like the Force from Star Wars. Yeah, he's like this entity. He's like yeah, more but like you idol. cannot define him, um, because technically we never see him. There's yeah. like one shot maybe. We yeah. see him for like one or two shots in the first film. You know, in the exposition dump. Where there is this close-up of him, mm. but still, he, we don't see his face. He has a helmet on. Yeah. So he is like this, which I actually really do like that he's this unknown evil entity. Exactly. Like he's, yeah. he's 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 almost an idea, or even like compar- yeah. comparable to the feeling or the act of evil itself. Yeah. Which is pretty high concept-wise. Is this exactly pretty difficult to grasp? Yeah, but it's but I like it though. It's, it's very well, much like the Force from Star Wars. It's, it's very, what the fuck is it? It's a bit vague, but also yeah. very complex and put like well mm. put through. Yeah, like, like what the fuck through, is it? Together. But yeah, okay, it's it's just this force of evil, and which of course can make it very difficult to to then explain. Not even of course even to the characters, but also to the audience. What do the heroes need to do to win mm. or to? get over this obstacle or, the, or or him as an obstacle. Yeah. What do they have to do? And it's very difficult. Of course, you know, they just destroy the ring, destroy evil. Yeah. So that's the goal. And and then, of course, there's a lot of resistance between that because he will put many, 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 many orcs in the way. Yeah. And uh, and some mountains and, and also... But I th- do think that probably also the best drama is between the good guys mm. especially let's say Faramir and Denethor that you know the political yeah where where they have it would benefit every human to help them and also every elf to help Frodo and company but they don't I think you know those political um, decisions and that character drama is very very good and i think that's that's in the end what carries the trilogy yes the the drama between you know the obstacle not not from sauron he could be i'm so sorry sauron he's a MacGuffin. he could be anyone i think the the best drama is you know between 
you know, um, what the fuck, the king of Rohan. What's it called? I don't remember. Fuck. Oh no. Not again. <laughs> but then again, like all the names are yeah. like the king. It's, it's, the, you know, you know some odd that names. that conflict between the king of Rohan and Aragorn. You know that conflict between almost all of you know the two towers and 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 goes a bit on onto uh, the return of the king. I think that's so good. It's so well acted and so well written. It's mm, yeah, good drama. I love it. I really really like it. Yeah, I also do think that it's good that nobody really like directly helped Frodo and Sam because it gave like us as like view- viewers, watchers of the like mm-hmm. film. It gives us an idea that it's them against all odds. Yeah. And then like every single obstacle feels huge like huge. It feels so big. It it feels like almost impossible for them. Exactly. Like, so it, like you really think, have the, the against all odds feeling in its prime mm. because it's like two hobbits. They're like lesser folk, I guess. It's, it's yeah, they're lesser. Like, like without, they're just like small, peaceful. Like, like their thing is like drinking beer and gardening and singing and singing. And that, singing like yeah. that's 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 their thing. They don't walk a lot. They don't fight. Yeah, and then like watching them go out of their comfort zone as well as uh, Merry and Pippin. Mm. But but again, a small moment. I think it's very unintentionally funny, but still very inspiring. When you know Mary and Pippin, they start running at the last battle in front of the Black Gates. Yes, it's oh, so it's, it's so like the, these it's small children funny. <laughs> it's so running. It looks so. I wouldn't say stupid, but just so weird and funny. It's, it makes me so happy that Aragorn runs first, and then the Hobbits. Like, yeah, just sit, right after. Yeah. Him. and then when the rest start running, they <laughs> just. Yeah, run overtake past him. Yeah, they overtake them, them so fucking Again, fast. it's so inspiring and and they're brave and amazing. And, like, and also an amazing message that you know small kids and mm. or you know I'm so sorry, but but again some maybe people with disabilities in in contrary to other people. Yeah, they can still do they a difference. Do, yeah, exactly. They can make a difference if they just take part of the teamwork. They also developed a lot, like throughout the films. Because in the be- in the first film they have like the you know Gandalf arrives with the fireworks mm-hmm. and then Pippin and Merry set off like the fireworks and like they're they're troublemakers and they go from troublemakers to these really well written very good like thought out likable characters. Mm, I agree. Like in the end, I was like I was <laughs> so scared that they would die because I don't I didn't actually didn't remember if they like made it or not. Oh, so shit. after Frodo gets picked up by the eagle, and he wakes up in the bed, and you see like Pippin oh, and Mary in the way run end, in, yeah, yeah. It, it just warms my heart. It's so so good. Okay, it's really. Didn't, well didn't you think that bed scene was a bit weird? Just a little. It felt too good to be true. It was. It was like, <laughs> in a, a way, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it was a, you know a, too good to be true, but a bit weird. I think you know the glow, the lighting. Yeah, but I and think then, that's, that's and then the overreacting. I think the overacting maybe, I think was a bit weird. I, but think, I, th- I think the 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 entire the entirety of the ending, is like that. When when Aragon is crowned, the it's so saturated and like the the brightness and contrast is it's high. It's very white. It's very white and bright and good. And it's like I think it's the it's in the movie's indirect way of saying that. They won. They, you know, they it's, good, it's, good prevails. Yeah, yeah good yeah. times. Like a bright future. It's so mm. direct, but at the same time indirect. Because subtleties for stupid people. Exactly. 
<laughs> and I, I feel like it, it just, it, it's weird because it goes from like the dark, oh no, they're like, he, yeah, Fro- Frodo very, is dying. Very it's like very black, gray, orange, red, extremely colors. low saturated. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, very yeah. colorful. All you see is like the, the black, darkish rocks and then the lava. That's like all the color you have. Yeah. And, and then, then, and then we have some, up. okay, the, the brightest element is probably maybe the sun and Gandalf, but, mm. but and you then, can still feel the texture that Gandalf is dirty. Yeah, exactly. And, and then afterwards, everyone is clean and everything is good. And it's made so clear that they won. Exactly, because subtlety is for, for stupid, stupid people. people. Exactly. Yeah, there's no no doubt about it. <laughs> okay, I think we've talked a lot about The Lord of the Rings. Let's talk about The Hobbit. We cannot talk, of course, that much. But, because uh, it's very limited what I know. But, but let's talk about the first one. We can talk about both, but I don't. You, I think, purely as an acting perspective, I think Martin Freeman did a better job than Elijah Wood. Yeah. D- do you agree? Okay, you haven't seen the last two Martin Freeman. No, that's the thing. But but uh, but still, I would say that's a tough question because I think like El- Elijah is very likable as a person in general. So I, I feel like because I like him as a person. Yeah. Okay. I like him as an actor as well he, what, no matter what he plays yeah but I think well, actually, like, he, he did very very well like very good but I think just Martin Freeman he just he catches that like grandpa uncle feeling like this yeah, very cozy I, I definitely get that I think you know you know, you know okay, okay, actually you know this Danish treasure that we have called Hygge mm-hmm. he's like he's that so, he's so in, in the beginning he's yeah. so Hygge um, and then, of course, he goes on to an adventure, which is not Hugo. <laughs> it's not very Hugo. <laughs> not very not at all. Not very Hugo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think I think he. It might also be kind of unfair, even of me to compare. I was the, because uh, they're doing different things. Yeah, like different different writers, right? Peter Jackson wrote the oh, oh, the Lord of the Rings, right? I think I'm pretty sure it was Peter Peter Jackson. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. At least the last one, Return of the King, I'm pretty sure it's Peter Jackson because I finished it like this afternoon. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that he gave, like, the direction, like, the the whole, like, the way that Peter Jackson decided to direct the movie and, like, make sure that the characters were doing what they, you know, did. I think it's, like, just the way it's written and directed that makes it, like, better. Which uh, like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. I think ah. I do. I do believe mm. that Lord of the Rings is superior because if, if yeah, I can, I'm uh, okay. Yeah, but I'm. I agree with that. But mm. I'm mostly talking about the acting. Yeah, exactly. And also, also acting wise, because the thing is, the Hobbit didn't really like. I didn't get you know in da- in Danish we say blue You know, I didn't really mm. get like the 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 bl- the, bl- the hunger. Yeah, the, I didn't really like, need more. Really? I, I I feel like after watching the first, I was like, eh, and then the second one came out, and I was like. <laughs> if if you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings, I think you should watch all of it. Yeah. If you just think Lord of the Rings, they're good films, whatever, you don't have to watch The Hobbit. Mm. So I think you should watch the last two. If yeah. if you get a hold of them, get them. Yeah, I, pro- I probably will. I, I like think you should because they 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 are still they're still telling a story mm. and it's a complete story. And <clears throat> of what I know. It was a complete shit show behind the scenes of the whole Hobbit trilogy. It was supposed to be only two films with Guillermo del Toro. 
Yeah. Uh, directing. And then whatever, whatever, whatever. The studio fired him or he quit because there was a timeline. And then Peter Jackson, he was always producing. He was always had a hand in it. And, you know, was an active, very big member. But then he stepped in. And he didn't prepare because I think they had like... What was it? Uh, Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001. Yeah, 2000. and then 2002 and the Two Towers. And yeah. 2003. Like in... Yeah. Yeah, three movies in three years. Right, out, like back to back. Yeah, more or less. But he had like three or four years of prep time before. Yeah. Because they shot all the three films in like one go. Mm. Uh, which I also tried to do with The Hobbit. But he had like only three months, four months Yeah, that's prep not a lot. Before before production began of prep, before like, because Guillermo, he, he, he quit, which he also, Guillermo kind of regrets, but he had it that, but he he's probably still didn't because there was a lot of, he wasn't allowed to make his movie that he wanted to. Yeah. So it ended up with uh, Peter Jackson doing a rush job and Andy Serkis stepping in as second, second unit director and helping. And when knowing that, that it was a complete shit show, they had no time to rehearse, and on the day they would like write lines and write directing choices. Okay. It's actually amazing that the Hobbit films are, I'm so sorry, that good, quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. Of what little prep time they had. Like if Peter Jackson was less experienced, because he is, I believe, a very, very, very good film director. Yeah, he's very talented. He is very talented, but... So again, I feel sad that he didn't get at least, let's say, one year more of prep to do these films. Yeah, because then it could have been more, more his film, and he would have more time to, let's say, polish the script with the script uh, supervisor and the script writer and so on. Yeah, and okay. had more time to do their special effects and whatever. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. I didn't mm. know that. Like it. Yeah, was it was such a. a Absolute shit show. Shit show. Yeah. F- completely. They had no time at all. I think at one point uh, in Desolation of Smart when they were shooting that, because they were they were shooting every film. They were shooting the films in sequence, but of course of each film they would shoot out of sequence. I think in the middle of like the Desolation of Smart, they just had to stop filming because they had more they didn't know what to film. Or oh. something. So they just they just like showed up to work, stopped at like two two o'clock, and then just went home because. Oh, that's they, very odd. Yeah, they took that's they really took odd. they took like a week off because they needed to plan uh, with the studio to, to know what to do. So they just stopped. It was very awkward. It's a very awkward situation. It sounds very weird. Yeah, really. yeah. So, I feel so sad for Peter Jackson to have delivered these movies because, in the end, some people like them. Mm. And I'm actually, with all due respect, I'm surprised at how many people like them. Because I really don't think they are that good, especially when comparing to Lord of the Rings, which I'm so sorry, I always will in some capacity. They are sister films or sister trilogies. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, because like the Lord of the Rings movie f- films... I, I need to really you, need you, to you can say movie yeah, it is a yeah. movie it, they are movies yeah okay so the Lord of the Rings movies are so like well put together and like the budget itself was insane because I, I do recall watching a uh, YouTube video about it I do think that for according to the time 
that they were made. You know, the they they made the Lord of the Rings movies in two thousand and one, two and three. Mm-hmm. Back in two thousand and one, it was one of the most funded movies to ever be made. Was it? Yeah, I think they put three hundred million dollars into the three films. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of. Which is insane because, like, but then again, there was a lot of work behind it. They like they made the orcs, like individually. Yeah, and like I know, didn't they they develop this new CGI tool? I think so. Yeah, of, but like of, you know, generating crowds. Yeah, especially for you know Helm's Deep, and then of course later on of the other battles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they developed um, what was it? Was it was it uh, IL, IL, ILM Industrial Ma- Light and Magic? I think so. But yeah, they they no Weta. It was Weta. Yeah, yeah, Weta Studios. Um, yeah, I'm they very, very, very sure. All I know is that they did a really good job, and they made some insane, like inventions and like progression in like the in the film industry as a whole. Mm. With like the whole mixed, like we said, with the Gollum thing, the Gollum scene, mm. it's a, such a good mixture between it was also CGI and practical. So they it one was of like, the first to do like motion capture as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, definitely the first one to do it well. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> but they they really put a but lot. But they of time were also again. I can I can tell that Gollum is CGI. I can tell definitely, of course. But you, I can still forgive it because there yeah, is you know there so is this well thing. It's very well made, and the, you know there is this one shot I think in Two Towers as well, of him you know chasing a fish throughout a stream. Yeah, and the interaction with the water. I can't tell where where the real water starts and the fake water is ends or yeah. whatever. I, I well I cannot tell you, but it's yeah it's so well done. But then again, it's pretty brave to do that. It's very because like when when like you think difficult about difficult level of CGI, CGI was animation exactly. It was not high level. as like advanced as it is today. Mm. So them actually exper- like experimenting with CGI. And water, yeah, like like real onset water. Yeah, that's very difficult. It's very difficult, and I think they like all things considered, they did a good. They did really well because you have to paint. Yeah, paint some of his leg because I believe that Andy Serkis is a bigger person than Gollum is. Yeah, definitely he is. So they have to paint him out in in some capacity. Yeah, it's it's very. I think it's pretty good. I had I had another point which I just forgot. (laughs) What was it, Christian? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I had another point. Uh, Weta Digital. We were talking about GGI. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck was it? Okay, but, but yeah. But, well, well, you think. You can compare Lord of the Rings to a lot of different films at the time. Like the early 2000s were Well, we CG. have, you know, the first Harry Potter films. That's which, true. Which, again... Very one of one of the I it's okay I can forgive it but you know Voldemort in Harry Potter the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone if yeah. you're original his face on the back of Professor Quirrell is very very heavy CGI like you yes. can tell it's really it's just it's not it's, it's not eh, it's pretty yeah it's not good but it gets the job done it it's okay does. I can forgive it it's fair but but then if you compare you know the CGI let's say the Balrog which came out I believe the same year in two thousand and one mm. night and day Balrog is like one of the best CGI creatures still it's so scary and it tells a story 
yeah it's so so good and it's it also have has the scale which is so amazing but and then you look at you know at Voldemort from from in the back of Professor Quill's head and also when he runs away like this smoke trail yeah is <laughs> so clearly CGI is very like these simulations were not com- finished yeah in they, some they way. could have put like at least a week or two more like probably into like actually perfect yeah but then it. we but then we get into another topic of CGI artists having enough time and that's a whole other thing yeah because then again like I'm no CGI artist I don't yeah. I don't no, know no, how that me story. neither but yeah. but I know that I bet CGI shit, I, I mean, artists are fucked these days yes they are so fucked but then again like a lot of like movies and films and like today are very very CGI reliant. CGI is a tool. Yeah. You shouldn't use one tool all the time. Exactly. Like mm. the, it, it needs some variety. So when I watch a film, like let's, I, I can't even come up with an example, but when I watch like a modern film from like 2015 and up and mm. I see a practical effect being used, my heart melts. It's so good. I'm Star like, Wars. Some of the, you know, some of the Star Wars, most of the Star, let's say Mandalorian, actually. Yeah. They have a lot of practical effects, actually. You yeah. would be surprised. Let's say... Okay. Also in the boys. Yeah. The, 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 the whale scene mm-hmm. is yeah. purely... I know. It's, it's like 10% CGI. <laughs> have you seen, um, you've seen Mandalorian season two? I have, but I barely, like, followed it. I was play, I was at a LAN party playing Minecraft <laughs> while it was running on the TV. Okay, okay, buddy. okay. I think in one of the earliest episodes, Mando... Or Din Djarin, whatever you call mm, him. Yeah. He he's escorting this 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 female with her ex. Yeah. She's practical. Which she is? Yeah, she's practical. What? Okay. She's very and that's the same with uh, with Grogo as well. Okay. Baby Yoda, he's practical most of the time. Almost yeah. every time. But the thing is, and that's that's one smart trick that they did, which is absolutely amazing. They decided to make Grogu or whatever, Baby Yoda, a puppet. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, he's green. He's very small. He has big ears. He's, he doesn't look human. You know, he will never get to that, what which we call real or an uncanny valley. He will always be someone before the uncanny. He will be a cartoonish character. Yeah. Looking. So what they did is, is they tried to act him like a puppet because, you know, a puppet is real. Okay, if a puppet is real, then he is real as well. Which is that thought process is what you, the filmmakers tricked you into believing. Still, that still in some, you know, capacity because they have limited on by choice of him, you know, being able to stretch because he's a puppet. But some shots he is CGI, which yeah. is an amazing thought process. I was just about to say yeah, because like if he's a puppet most of the time, I have not noticed him being CGI at all. Mm. I, 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 cannot, I thought it was CGI all the time. I can't tell you when he is and when he's not. And but I can tell you that it's 50-50, whatever. I don't yeah, know. And, we and probably I could probably imagine he's more CGI than Puppet. And that's, again, that's, but good, I, that's good CGI. That's good work. It's but I insane. know that... I, I couldn't believe, you know, whenever he's stationary, you know, just in one in place, like, yeah. it's a Puppet. I'm very, very, very sure. When he's moving, he's probably CGI. Yeah. I think so. But then again, the fact that we can't tell apart makes it good CGI good filmmaking yeah exactly the same for for the like I said we I, I talk about this a lot but the Gollum scene like the fact that we can't tell where the CGI or the practical effects end and the CGI start mm. it just says a lot about how well 
done this the, the entire scene and segment of the like the film is yeah all of Gollum seems I'm just like oh it, what the fuck is is that yeah, it's, it's such a like gorgeous design except oh, yeah. for the oh, end I've remembered my point oh yeah uh, yeah okay yeah okay <laughs> I remember my point you know you know there's this curve you know of you know a character becoming when you create a character and then it becomes more real and real and real and then it becomes suddenly cartoonish yeah and then it becomes more real and then it dives into the uncanny valley mm-hmm. and then it becomes a bit more real and then it looks real yeah which you know many star wars films have done and now a couple of mcu films why Gollum still affects us uh, and we can empathize with him i think it's because he's very cartoonish he's very he has way bigger eyes he doesn't have quite the same body structure as a human yeah, he's like smaller and he's a bit smaller thin. he's walking on four like like 80 90 percent of the time mm. uh like like a bit of kind of like a monkey or a cat yeah and and he has this mouth and this face and skull shape that's not quite natural which makes him you know he doesn't fall into the uncanny valley where you would of course let's say look at tom hanks in the polar express and he's like what the fuck are you yeah like what are you yeah <laughs> please don't come home to me yeah don't don't <laughs> don't he, haunt he, me he, it would be like a sleep paralysis demon type it, of deal oh my lord it's creepy goddamn but of course you wouldn't argue that of course you know the the conductor yeah tom hanks in the polar express he is more human looking mm. but he's just worse yeah, still, <laughs> it's, it's so weird to look at. Yeah, but then again, the Polar Express, Express is a very weirdly... It's a weird movie in general. Yeah, <laughs> also like the looks and the feel, the setting, the environment, the yeah. world building itself is so off mm. in so many ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking... Yeah, you know that motion, motion capture performance and, you know, making it look human? Yeah. I don't think... You know, Avatar did the same thing, but for the opposite effect of not looking at hum- human. Yeah. But it looks believable. And then, of course, that's a very good thing. Of uh, of course, you know, of mo- I would believe the lighting. But another th- another film that, let's say, talking about, you know, motion capture film almost completely. Um, Tintin. Yes. It's, v- it's, it's all motion or performance capture. Uh, and they are humans... And they look human, but they are a bit characterized. Mm. Like they're still bigger, just on bigger, the, con- the, the, the cartoony side. Yeah, the bigger nose and the exaggerated jaw and eyes. Yeah, they're still a bit on the cartoony side, but it's forgivable. You can, you can, it's still a human. And and if you follow Andy Serkis as well, him with his Planet of the Apes trilogy. Yeah, it's of course that is not a human. So it's a bit like the same of the Gollum thing. You know, not having a humanoid-ish character, mm, yeah. but but not you know, it's it's not human. You can still be liberal with the shape. Yeah, of course, it has to look like a monkey then. But then, okay, you, you can you can still because we empathize mostly with humans, so he it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. So, uh, I think that was just the point I wanted to make. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> again, it's a good, it's a good point. It, it's a good point, you know. That because you, you, you do sympathize with him. Yeah, with Gollum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you really it, do. You really do feel sad for him. That yeah, like it's... That fucking ring corrupted him and took advantage of him. Yeah, also because you saw how happy he was before. Like, he, he did, like a, you know, the third 
Return. Yep. Yeah, I, I still need to stop saying the third film. Return of the King starts with <laughs> him. Sme yeah, Smeagol yeah, and, and Deagle. Deagle, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Deagle, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing and just having the time of their lives. They, they are like, yeah, are they are brothers, right? I, I'm pretty sure they are. Mm. I mean, their names are similar, so I would, I would assume that. And then he like, you know, uh, Deagle catches a fish, and then he gets dragged into the water, and then after that, it just everything just falls apart. You see him like get more and more messed up, and like mm. start to look abnormal, start to talk abnormal, and, and stuff. It's it's insane, like how how he did, like in five minutes, this entire idea of Smeagol's life being perfect and good and he's happy and satisfied, mm -hmm. just watch that, like crumble. Yeah, right. Peaceful, this peaceful being. Yeah, fishing being, with his brother, yeah. eventually strangling him to death and stealing a ring mm. that corrupts him and turns and him an into a monster. And ending like like the lowest being. Yeah, like be becoming the lowest I being. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't consider any being the lowest in Lord of the Rings if I couldn't put Gollum there. Yeah. Like, he is the he, lowest of the low. He's very... He's fallen so hard and, and of course, that's his whole character. Yeah. And Gollum is... The, the, there's this theory that Gollum, you know, is not a real character, but... Yeah, well, yes, but he's a DID, you know. It, it's it's self-defense mechanism or, you know, yeah. you know, this real, real mental disability DID yeah. that Gollum is... Is a version of that, mm. uh, and often, often, DID is you know its response of you know trauma, yeah, or or yeah trauma, and and then a response to like let's say hide behind this character or you know having this character deal with it because Gollum is probably better than that um, what let's say in this way of you know confronting the ring than Smeagol is yeah in some capacity I think that's it's. I don't think it's true. I don't think it wasn't the intent at all. Mm. But I think it's a compelling theory. I yeah. think it's fun to entertain. In in some, it's it, like it's it's setting something off, like igniting yeah. a little spark of interest. It's, it's, it's whoa, it's, okay. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, like, don't want to go too deep because I don't think it was. I don't agree. I don't agree with it, but it's definitely something. Yeah, that it's something to could be a thing. Actually. I think it's. I'm so sorry. Fun. Yeah, I think it's fun to think about. Yeah. But all in all, I think we've talked plenty now. <laughs> um, we've learned that we probably don't like The Hobbits nearly as much as The Lord of the Rings. I need to watch the movies, though. I need to watch <laughs> both of the, the last two and also probably also the first one. Just you so know, I can, like... You, you know, you'll, you'll get some time to watch them, then you'll come back in another episode and talk Yeah, and then about. I'll be like, so, guys, I watched The Hobbit. Oh, and my I'm new favorite <laughs> is Desolation of Smaug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's way better than Lord it's of the Rings so in any way, better. shape, or form. <laughs> I've never been this impressed. <laughs> We've learned that, you know, my favorite is The Two Towers and your favorite is Return of the King. Though, in the end, I think Return of the King might be the best, objectively. Mm. It did win 11 Oscars. But then again, I think it's also because it's bringing closure to this amazing trilogy. It's very difficult to end. Like, yeah, look, it, at, it look, is. At, look at like every ending ever. I'm still amazed that Endgame yes. ended so well. It really did. So, uh, so yeah, very many, many props to the whole crew. And, of course, you know, Peter Jackson, you did so well. Actors. Actors, crew. crew. Yeah, crew I, it's it's so absolutely, it's, it's a, it, those three films are one for the ages. They will for hopefully become classics and people will study and probably are already studying them. I am, definitely. And just admiring 
the film or and the talent that did go into this. So yeah, the I, thoughts behind it, the process, the money, so everything that is behind the the films are it's, it just made a gem yeah. in in all of like humanity. It's so grand it's, to it's, say it like yeah. that, but it's there's well, it is you know like no you, they added to human history yeah. in some capacity as the biggest like, funded fantasy. This hairy film creature film. just wanted to throw a ring into a pond of lava. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and then it's it spanned so over good. three years and over nine hours, twelve hours. If we're watching the extended cuts, and yeah. it's 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 just all like I, like I said a lot. It's so good. The three three words. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's Please, so good. If you don't, there are two things you should walk away from this podcast episode knowing is that the Lord of the Rings trilogy is so good, and a wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. Please drink some water and remember to stretch. And subtlety, subtlety is for stupid people. people.